This is Heidi St. John. Happy Monday. It is October the 24th, and uh, we're getting pretty close to the end of October. And uh, I'd like to take a moment of silence for not knowing where the entire month of October went. Oh, no, wait. It got sucked up with election talk. That's exactly where it went. I'm going to give everybody a break from that today. Well, not an entirely break because I can't. <laughs> I have a friend on the podcast with me today that I'm going to introduce to you in just a minute. Uh, I want to remind you really quickly that I am on my way to Fearless in Tampa. That is coming up on October 4th and 5th. If you have not registered for that yet and you live in the Tampa area, if you are within driving distance, if you want to fly, we still have room for you. We're expecting around uh, 400 women and we are almost full. So uh, I hope that you'll turn out. It's going to be a wonderful weekend of just getting into the Word of God, and uh, we are looking forward to what God's going to do there. So even if you can't come to Fearless in Tampa, please be in prayer for us as we are preparing for that women's conference. Uh, If you want to register, it's not too late. Go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Fearless, and then scroll down to the Tampa event. This is my last event for the year, so I'm excited. I told my friend a few minutes ago that when I get home, I'm going to burn my suitcases in celebration. (laughs) So I just got a big thumbs up from my husband. Uh, All right, so I uh, am thrilled today to have a a dear friend of mine on the podcast. We started having babies together a long time ago. We went to Bible college together, and we've done a couple of events together. And my friend Lisa Pearson is here, and she's going to talk with me about this, that, and the other. But we're gonna we're gonna try to to focus on uh, seasons of hospitality. But welcome, Lisa, to the podcast. Thank you, Heidi. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad that you're here. We're gonna have a hoot and holler and good time today because we always have a good time whenever we're together. Yes, we already started. We yes, and we've been kind of having a good time for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited that you're here. I want to let everybody know that you have a blog. I will link back to Lisa's blog today uh, in the show notes. Lisa has a blog called Simply This, That, and the Other. And one of the things that I love about Lisa, there's a lot of them, but uh, one of the things I love is that uh, she really has a passion for her family and it comes across in everything she does. So Lisa, tell us a little bit about uh, your family. Well, um, my husband and I have been married for 26 years, and I think we're right behind you guys. You right? are. Okay. Yeah, indeed. And so we um, had our babies early, like you guys. And um, so our daughter is 24, and she is uh, married and has um, uh, one little girl. She's two and a half, and then uh, another baby on the way. And then our son is 22 and married. And um they're doing great. And it's amazing. When so, did we become grandparents? What in the world? I don't know. Oh my goodness. I just thought that was something that was so far in the distance yeah. and here we are enjoying it. Yeah, it's really literally. true. And I think it's a good reminder for all the young moms who are listening today that kind of feel like they're never going to be done changing diapers and they're never going to be done, you know, cleaning up uh, other people's vomit out of bed. <laughs> and eventually <laughs> the season comes to an end. It, it really does. And so mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk a little bit about seasons today. Um, how are you doing with the election right now? Are you having a good time? I asked oh, Steve Demi that the other day. Are you having fun yet? I am having so much fun. <laughs> I, I was just telling your husband, I feel like we're watching a sports event yeah. and I'm watching the coaches. Yeah. Bicker back and forth. But anyway, that's kind of the, that's sort of yeah. how it's been going. Yeah. Someone asked me the other day, so. they're like, how come you always bring up the election on the podcast? I'm like, because this is probably the biggest election we've had. In well, in my lifetime for sure, I can't mm-hmm. remember another one. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm one of those annoying values voters. 
Like, you know, I'm going to write down the ticket and I'm going to be voting locally as well, getting involved locally. And I have mm -hmm. with my husband for years and years. But um, my primary concern is always the issue of the sanctity of life. That's kind of where I start. And so yeah. uh, as you're looking around at what's going on, you know, not just nationally, because obviously the national election is mm -hmm. sucking the oxygen out of the air right now, but also locally, when you uh, when you consider your family and all the things that are coming down the pike for your grandchildren, mm -hmm. um, how do you view an election in light of in light of the issues that we're facing? Well, like I was saying earlier, there are so many different things that are going on. I mean, I, it, it's I think it's almost like a full-time job to keep up with everything right. that's going on nationally yeah. and then, you know, in, in our, our, our cities. And yeah. so, um, my husband and I have talked a lot with our children and, you know, with some of their friends when they've come over to our home. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really feel like, um, put everything aside. And if there is not the value in life that, um, that, they just really, you know, shouldn't be. You got nothing else you know, to talk about. Exactly. Because, yeah. you know, I think that it all comes down to, you know, God's creation. And, mm. you know, he He made us uh, fearfully and wonderfully. And um, we need to uphold those as Christians. Mm -hmm. yeah. We need to uphold that value, you know, above any anything else that we are voting on. Yep. That's so, absolutely right. And you know. I've been urging listeners now for several months, get involved. Don't sit this election out. It's more important than it's ever been before. I read uh, Franklin Graham. Uh, I got his magazine, Decision Magazine, in the mail the other day, and I was reading it on an airplane. And uh, he said that um, 25 million Christians did not vote in 2012, mm -hmm. and the election was won by 5 million votes. That is mind-blowing to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely mind-blowing. So uh, we're going to be – I'm encouraging people – Get out there and vote. Yeah. Look and see who stands for what. What as believers, our responsibility is to be ambassadors for Jesus. Mm -hmm. What breaks the heart of the Father should break our heart, and that's what we vote. That's what we vote based upon. Yeah. So, um, man, we've only got a couple of weeks left. We're getting down. Yeah. It's getting down to the wire. It is. Yeah. And you know, I know that there's also local churches that have you know voting. You know, yeah, uh, pamphlets, voting guides. Mm -hmm. So, there's, like the pro, the voters' guide, yeah, yeah the, the right to life. Guys, yes, yeah. because there's certain legislatures that you know that are going through that might look one way, and it's very deceitful. Oh so man, that's you know, yeah, really, really yeah. true. I actually did something a little on the crazy side what in the primaries. Do? I put my, I didn't like take a picture of it, but I listed out every single person I was voting for and why. On right down to the, you know, people who are running for judge, because, oh, my goodness, have we learned the hard way now that when people run for judges, you can have a wicked judge oh. and get a pretty wicked hmm. result. Hmm. And so we need to know who's running. Yeah. And so, you know, Jay and I talked about whether or not we would be vocal. And I thought more Christians need to be vocal about who they're voting for and why. Because sometimes you open up your voters pamphlet and your head explodes, right? It used to be that voting was a very private deal. Right. I remember voting in 1988 for the very first time. I think I was up at Central Bible. Yep. And um, I don't remember. I mean, I do remember that you didn't really talk about who you were voting for. It was very yeah. private. Yep, that's right. And, and we didn't want to um, offend anybody. We didn't want to offend anybody. Mm -hmm. And although I think that most people were on the same page because mm -hmm. we were all kind of all at Multnomah. But I feel like now, I mean, you know, we can glean from what other people, you know, are learning. And right. re there's no way that one person can just you know, research absolutely everything. Yep. So yep. I think it's really helpful to be able to talk with other Christians that hold the same values yes. that you do yep. so that you can be like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize that this was um, 
the result if I if I vote this way. Yeah, that's or if right. I vote this way. Yeah, this whatever happened really, to come, you know, let us reason together. together so. We are not talking anymore. And I think um, Christians and our unwillingness to say this is what I think, or even ask the questions and start a political discussion, our unwillingness to do that has largely responsible for the apathy that you see in the church when it comes to elections and kind of where we are right now. So we're just, we're, I mean, I'm sounding the alarm. I'm like, people get out and vote. Do not sit this one out because I think if we do, the results are going to be uh, disastrous. We're going to elect a criminal to the highest office in the land uh, if if Christians don't start getting out there and getting involved I totally uh, agree. and voting. Some of you are going to have yeah. to hold your nose and vote. And uh, I'll be doing a little bit of that myself. <laughs> So we need to be out there. All right. I am curious because you have one of the most uh, beautiful ways of showing people that you love them of any of my friends. And uh, even today, so we're podcasting. It's fun to have somebody actually here live. I do it so often on the phone with guests and things. And so you come over to podcast and you bring uh, dinner and everything looks so pretty and you've got tissue paper and everything's wrapped in twine. And I always feel like the worst homemaker in the world. And we're going to talk about that. About we not comparing about ourselves. Yes, yeah, I can. She, she is. Yeah, we are going to talk yes, about that. We are. Um, but there are seasons for hospitality. And I think um, I would love to just have a discussion with you about why hospitality is so important and how it can be simple. I think, you know, we, we've kind of gotten out of the habit in the culture of having people over to our homes, of going to other people's houses. We're so busy and we're so tired and we got, you know, and we're, at least if you're me, you're bombarded by social media. Mm-hmm. And by the afternoon, you don't want to talk to anybody else. <laughs> But there is, we lose something when we, um, there's an art to it, to hospitality, and there's a reason behind it. And so I wonder, when it comes to your, we, you and I were talking about seasons of hospitality mm-hmm. and how in when it looks different from one season to the next. You and I are grandmothers now, and of course, I still have an almost six-year-old in my house, nice. uh, but they look different. It looks different from one season to the next. So when you think of seasons of hospitality, uh, what comes to your mind? Well, there are seasons to give and there are seasons to receive. There are seasons to mm. um, make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or have somebody over for popcorn on a Sunday night. And there are seasons of celebrating something that's special. And, um, you know, it, it just looks different. And I think that when we start comparing ourselves and I tell my friends, I do not do Pinterest. I'm sorry. Um, there are too many things out there. And I think that, you know, um, if you look back to even, you know, when we were younger children, um, mm-hmm. 30 years ago, um, hospitality, and I call it hospitality, not entertaining, right. because yes. I do not agree with the entertaining. You know, there's a point, there's a, okay, there's a time for that. Right. Um, if we're celebrating, you know, like baby shower or a wedding or, you know, that is a time to be dressed up and have your homes, you know, looking better than maybe normal on a day-to-day right. basis. Right. But hospitality comes from the root word of hospital. And that's where you go to be taken care of. Mm. And I want my home to be a haven 24 seven, seven days a week. It's not always, a, you know, a sweet spirit in our home. And um, it's it's not always <laughs> peaceful and calm and candlelight dinners. It's not always like that. But as far as hospitality, um, you are wanting to um, express your care and love for others. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we all have it in us to be hospitable. Yeah. It just looks different. And um, so I've just, you know, over the years, um, well, I want to go back to what I was saying earlier about when we were younger mm-hmm. um, kids. And I think that um, hospitality was a, a much more, um, it was practiced a lot more often Absolutely. than it is now. Yeah. And I think that um, 
it used to be pot roast, mashed potatoes, very simple. And um, I think that we might may might have had um, a meal rotation of maybe six or seven things that we had all the time. And those were get up in the morning, throw something in the crock pot, stick something in the I love pot my crock roaster, pot. you know, mm-hmm. the, ro- the roaster, stick yep. it in the oven. It was not complicated. And I think that we have set or we've let, allowed society to set the bar so high that we just can't achieve it. So we just stop, you know, even having people over into our homes for something very simple. Mm-hmm. I read so. somewhere a um, story of a missionary, and I can't, I wish I could remember who it was, but you grew up on the mission field. Yes, I right? did. So you would understand this. And I think uh, this mom was saying that it was the people in the villages where they grew up and they ministered to. And she said the the best memories that they had were not the the feasting and the fancy and the, you know, elaborate, extravagant um, parties. It was, mm-hmm. hey, would you come over to our house? And we're sitting around, the, they sat around the floor. And she said, sometimes the host would serve us, you know, something as simple as what would be the American version of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right. only on another part of the world. And those ended up being the most meaningful because all of a sudden you're not worried about the veneer anymore. You're not, you're not, we're not talking about all of these things that are around us. We're talking about this is a season of life where and these people were simply saying, we care about you. And we want to share a meal with you. And there's something profound in that. There is. And I think it's just, you know, the acceptance. And I think that, you know, I grew up in, a, they were called hospitality houses, actually, and um, it's with Cadence. And uh, we ministered to the military. And so we had people, you know, from, or soldiers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, from the age of maybe 18 to, you know, in their 40s, they were there without a family. So you and were their we family. were their family. And so, you know, you didn't have time to get everything cleaned and, you know, for appearance appearance purposes. It was because, you know, we wanted to be their family. And I think I still look at hospitality as, um, you know what, we want you into our home. You're having a rough day, or maybe you're having a great day. You just want to come over and talk. You know, you're welcome. You're welcome to come in to our home. Yeah. And just for people to realize, I think from moms who are listening to this and they've got little kids around them and they're having a hard time, just they can't even get their own, you know, and it, it doesn't have exactly. to be even something that you make. If you want to order Papa Murphy's or you want to, mm-hmm. it, it just, the idea is that you're loving on people. It's a biblical principle it is. Um, to open up your doors to other people and be the hands and feet of Jesus. I think something that's uh, lacking in the culture right now is that face-to-face, you know, conversation. We're having more conversations online and less conversations in in real life and we're not in each other's lives like we used to be and i kind of wonder what would it what would it look like if in every season of our life if the older women would practice what titus 2 said yeah. which would just be to teach the younger women to love their husbands and to be busy at home and really demonstrate that by the way that we live our lives cuz you and i had kids at the same time we did and our our children i mean we we were you know students when we were having having our babies. And so we're talking, you know, we're a thrift store. Well, we're thrilled. We're still thrift store shoppers. We still are, yes. I still am. I'll probably never be over it. One of my favorite things to do. Uh, but to really um, practice hospitality, we learned to do it on a on a shoestring. With nothing. With literally. really, yeah, yeah, with nothing. And we, you know, somebody brought the salad and somebody else brought the noodles and somebody else got the sauce. And they were very simple, but really meaningful, profound uh, times. And I think there's this idea, partly because of Pinterest, that our houses have to look like, you know, better homes and gardens perfect before we can do it when really we're missing opportunities. 
Right. And, you know, I look back to all the times that, uh, well, we have a really, really big table and, um, I love your table and it's, it's a farm table. And I, once the kids grew up and left, I just still love having people over and having our home full. And, um, there's just something so, you know, it's when you're texting or you're on Facebook and you're messaging or whatever you're doing, um, you can't see the person's eyes. Mm -hmm. You can't feel how they are. Yep. You miss that. And so when you're sitting around a table, whether it's, you know, enjoying a pot of spaghetti or just a cup of tea or whatever, you really get to interact. And it's just, and I don't know about you, but I know that after my company leaves, I have never, well, there's a few exceptions, but <laughs> I have never said, oh my goodness, that was a waste of time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like our home feels so full of joy and, you know, you've interacted with other human beings and it's just, it's, it's an amazing thing that we get to love each other. And first John four, seven and eight says, beloved, let, let us, us love, love one, one another. another for love is of God. And so for us in our family, it was demonstrated at a very young age and I'm, so grateful that I had that mm. legacy of my parents having people in our home all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we never once, I, I don't ever remember think, um, or remember thinking, oh my goodness, you know, this isn't done or that's not done. Or my mom was running around with a chicken with her head cut off. Mm -hmm. She was in the kitchen, mm -hmm. you know, she wasn't fluffing the pillows or mm -hmm. anything like that. And my mom yeah. is very, you know, she's very, um, She's a very classy lady, but she doesn't have to have things in order. She yeah. would much rather have people in her home than have things in order around her. Well, and the other side of that is company is a really good reason to clean your house. Well, and that is true. That's another season. There are times to do that. I think this is what motivates me. I could live in an absolute pigsty unless I know someone's coming over. Someone's coming over. And I don't know, it was a couple of weeks ago because I'm in just coming up on the end of a really busy travel season. And my kids, I was, I put candles on the table and we did all this stuff with, you know, and my, um, my 11 year old was like, are we having company and i was like no i'm just trying to clean up the house and she was like oh because you never do this <laughs> okay let's talk unless about there's that company coming over okay, unless there's let's company talk about that um <laughs> so i don't know about you but yesterday i was making stuffed shells because i know we're coming up to a busy time of year and i like to have things in my freezer at all yeah. times in case somebody just drops by or somebody's coming into town and i'm busy during yeah. the day and i want to have something or if somebody needs you know something yeah. and um so I was making stuffed shells yesterday, and I remember when it's one of my kids' favorites, and I was making it for somebody else, and I wasn't making it for our family, which I normally would do. Mm -hmm. But it was a good reminder that sometimes we do nicer things for other people than we do our own family. Oh, it's true. And we are ministry, and we are also, you know, we are we're um, teaching our children very young, and they are going to notice if you're cleaning the house for company or yep. you know. Oh yeah. So I just try, yep. you know, I don't know, I just. I really tried to make an effort to do things just the way I would do it yeah. for our family yep. as yep. much as I would do it for And to create too. that culture, I think, of just the kids wanting to be there. You know, the kids that they want to be at your house and they want to be around you. It really does make a difference. It does. Uh, and so for all the moms who are listening and you're looking for, you're thinking, you know what, I want to open my home a little bit more. And you realize you're in a season of life where maybe you're in the peanut butter and jelly season of your life, but you're thinking, I wonder if there are ways that 
uh, that I can do that. And maybe some of you are listening, you have older children, or maybe you're, you're empty nesting and you're, you're starting to think, I wonder about having my neighbors over, or I wonder about having that, you know, bringing a meal to a new mom. We're going to come back and do this on Wednesday and talk about ways that we can do that. So we're going to, so um, kind of moving off of this, of this talking about seasons of hospitality, because there are seasons when you can't do it. I mean, let's be honest, mm-hmm. right? There oh, are seasons absolutely. when you're just like, you're lucky if your kids are getting Cheerios for dinner. And uh, that's just how it is. But then there are seasons when the Lord really does give you both the grace and the time to be able to minister to other people, which is really what you're doing is just be in the hands and feet of Jesus when you're inviting people into your house, when you're bringing meals to other people. And it really is the little things that end up being the big things It is uh, at the end of the day. So would you come back next time and we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about just some simple ways to practice hospitality just in your everyday life. That that would be great. All right, so we're going to we're going to come back and give you guys some practical tips. So we'll see you back here on Wednesday and in the meantime, get registered to vote. I'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.